from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we're talking about why you don't have to floss or wash your jeans or stretch or a bunch of other things that The Guardian says we shouldn't do. Liberated. Just nasty. I feel free. We are also sharing our self-care habits. Mm -hmm. Very important. And we are confessing to the problematic celebrities we can't help but continue to love. (laughs) It's all coming out. (laughs) We've been promised a good one from Carly, so stay tuned for that. Is it too late to backtrack on this? No. So let's get started with all of these things that The Guardian says we no longer have to do. Carly, you brought this up. Take it away. Thank you, Emmanuel. So our friends at the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges, they've released this long list of treatments that patients keep asking for and that doctors keep prescribing, but they really shouldn't because they're pointless. They don't really do anything and they're almost placebos. So I'm not going to read you that list. That list is quite boring. Like I kind of want to know, though. I want to know if my health insurance company is doing too much. Well, let's take a I mean, there's stuff about childhood constipation here. I don't know if that <gasps> Do is... you need that? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I might need it, actually. Yeah, apparently if it's chronic, changes into uh, diet and lifestyle should be considered first before medical treatment, <laughs> which I really would hope that they would be. I remember Tyra being like she thought she had IBS until she stopped eating fast food. And then she was like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> it was... <laughs> And I was like, so she was having what? the runs because she was going to in and out. <laughs> you know what, Tyra? I, me too. Me too. Until I became an adult and stopped eating fast food. Mm-hmm. To quote Wayne's World, I thought I had mono for an entire year. It turns out I was just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> so mindful of this list, The Guardian have put together another quite fun list of things that you don't need to do anymore. They're pointless truisms. But they're not true, apparently. Okay. I don't know. This list, some of it I read and I think, nope. And I want to hear your take on it. (laughs) I got a bone to pick with a couple of them. Okay. Number one, eating five portions of fruit and vegetables a day. The British government apparently advises that you eat five portions of fruit and vegetable a day. In Denmark, it's six. In Australia, it's seven. In 2014, campaigners tried to up it to ten. So no one really knows how many fruits and vegetables you should be eating. Do you guys aim for like a particular quota a day? Because I, sure, I aim for whatever's in front of me. Yeah, exactly. But I do try to eat fruits and vegetables. I don't know if it's 10. For me, I just eat what's available. If it's not in the bin, I'm eating it, yeah. essentially. Okay. If it doesn't huh. have mold on it, I'm eating it. Are there any vegetables in those Doritos that you get it from the vending machine? You know, I'd like Ooh. to think that cheese is kind of close. I think the <laughs> chili pepper is a vegetable very true see if you get the spice with you know what but see today mm-hmm. i got the baked jalapeno oh. chips fruit so, hmm. i think you'll or find vegetable. that <laughs> jalapeno sure. is a vegetable <laughs> well and there's also drinking eight glasses of water there's the same problem with uh, different uh, guidance in different parts of the world as someone who drinks a frightening amount of h2o i would like to say that i do stand by this I feel mm. great. I mean, I think your catchphrase is, I have to nip to the loo. I have to pop, I have to nip to the loo or I have to pop to the loo. And in this article, it said, don't worry, just make sure that your we comes out clear. Indeed. Well, I thought it wasn't supposed to come out clear. Oh, 
It very much is, Demetrius. I thought if it comes out clear, that means you've washed away all your nutrients. So this whole time, you're like, ooh, golden brown. <laughs> I am doing something right. No, no. I know that if it's like deep, deep. I love that we're having yeah, exactly. a deep we, conversation. Yeah, we have just gone there. If it's deep, deep, like amber, then you're in trouble. But oh, if yeah. it's water, like if it's clear. Clear oh, is clearly good, see, guys. See, uh-uh. Oh, if I'm clear, then I'm sick. <laughs> I'm like I'm. I know. Emmanuel, you're I need a chicken wing or something. Suspiciously quiet during this. Well, I'm the least hydrated person on earth, and so mine is not clear. I know I'm not healthy, oh, and I just accept that as a part of my personality. Don't go breaking my heart. But I do eat a lot of vegetables because I'm a vegetarian, except for the fish I eat. <laughs> you're a pescatarian. Yeah. So that's why I'm being quiet because I don't drink water, so I don't really know. You have a water bottle right there. Look how full it is. Take well, a sip right now. I can't really nip to the loo right now. We're in the middle of something. That's so. true. Can you nip? Can you pop? No. Well, then I heard, but I heard that the more you drink, the less you have to go wee. Your body learns to absorb it and it doesn't panic. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, Carl. Oh, don't even worry. <laughs> Guys, just to move us along slightly before we get too bogged down in the bowl. Washing your jeans. If your clothes are dirty, you wash them, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. The CEO of <laughs> Levi's, he makes jeans, has advised that you should not wash your jeans because washing them makes them look bad. Um, Excuse me. You're supposed to wash denim. There's a whole like area in the department store for wash denim. That's a thing. Like who doesn't want wash denim? It looks better when it's new. New jeans are not the thing. Well, well, well. It says why not try rubbing off stains with a toothbrush, leaving them to air outside. So and... what's with the funk though? Like bacteria and funk that is on the fabric. Well, this is the thing. I th- I cannot get behind this. I'm 100% not behind this. I'm in front of it. <laughs> I'm, I wash my jeans. You're running, you're running, running away from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, also it's nice because then they stop being baggy. Yeah. Yeah. It like just forms to your body. Like the first day after you've washed something, it's best just day ever. Delightful, because you know everything that's there because so it's good. held very close to you. Um, I'm just not going to say anything else about that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I wash my pants, sometimes they do fade, so I put them inside out. And I just thought that's a good. That's strategy. what everyone did. Yeah. So Levi's guy has too much money and might be spending it on drugs. I think. <laughs> I think that this allegedly ad- this advice is based on the fact he just wants you to buy more jeans. Oh, like, I can't wear those anymore. They just stink. It continues. Flossing. I know there's a whole to-do about whether you should floss and whether you should not. Apparently, in August, the British dental is set. I like how all these studies are the British. The British dental. Yeah, like, I'm not going to take knew, dental advice I knew from the Britain. shade was coming. I knew the shade <laughs> was coming. I'm, Carly, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but apparently, the Dental Association's scientific advisor declared flossing to be pointless. Apparently, all floss-based studies of the past 25 years have been of very low quality. Um, I know. Mm-mm. How do you get between your teeth if you don't floss? If you're wondering why people recoil when they're talking to you, it's because you smell. Mm. Hello, because you're not flossing. The jeans, the teeth, (laughs) all of it. Disgusting. We're just dirty in this new millennium. Pretty much. This list is trying to turn us into Pigpen from Peanuts. You know, like that character who like always has like a dust ball around. The stink swirl and the flies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So all the devotees of this list are now Pigpen. I just wonder if we've exited this phase of, of like prescriptions and being told what to do and for a, a happy life and for two years extra on your life like thou shalt do this. I just wonder if we're exiting that phase and now we're just getting back to grimy business as usual. Well here's the thing people are living longer so I think we're just like you know what screw it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we're doing is it's working. working. Exactly. Also the age of taking advice from people now that Oprah's off the air. Mm. I don't take advice because she's not there to tell me what to do and speaking of flossing she told me mm-hmm. that if you floss it adds like eight years to your life. 
So, this was many years ago, so so take it with a grain of salt. Eight years, so specific. Yeah, so she was like, don't you want to, like, go to Barbados for eight years? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Why did I just hear Oprah's voice in my head saying, you've got to keep flossing. (laughs) You get some floss. And you get some. (laughs) Oprah, is that you? Oh, my gosh, she's in the studio. What a get for our show. I'm as shocked as you are. It's pretty awesome. Something else the list said. It says to only communicate through emojis and not words. Well, um, you know what? I think the list gets quite tongue-in-cheek as it right. goes on. But when I saw the emoji thing, I'm like, you know what? There might be something to that. Well, we're going back to hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my reaction to that is mouthless face, salsa mm-hmm. dance, lady, bird hatching, trophy, 100, bullseye, pink heart with sparkles. Oh, <gasps> okay. Well, uh, that's we how I feel. A little champagne as well? Oh, yeah. Pop, pop that open. Yep. And I just wanted to read this one thing. From this list. Oh, please do. Why buy deodorant when you can just rub coconut oil and baking powder on your armpits? Why buy toothpaste when you can basically wipe your homemade deodorant on your teeth? Um, so I think go do that today. This is where the work. list what? gets fairly tongue in cheek. You know what? But I'm not gonna say yes because I feel like there's, there's some people in Berkeley right now walking around yes. with coconut oil and powder. Jeez, don't give them ideas, please. Oh, don't give them ideas. That's why we need that. There, isn't there like a punctuation mark that's about? denoting sarcasm yes maybe this list could have used some of that because some people are going to go and and rub coconut oil and baking powder on their face I think what so. is that punctuation mark because i feel like i need to use that more in my life it's swirly it's and like amazing a squiggle yeah yeah okay google it it's I will. awesome so in conclusion stay dirty do what you want will do <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, so I'm going to rattle off a list of celebrities, and I want you to tell me what you think they have in common. Okay. okay. You think you can do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ellen DeGeneres. Gay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Gay. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Not gay as far as I know. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Mm, hopeful. <laughs> Adam Levine. Mm, seems mm, like him. Mm. Not hopeful. Angelina Jolie. Would love that, yeah. Jim Carrey. No. Gwyneth Paltrow. Never. No. Demi Lovato. Mm. Mm. Um, well, it's not the gay thing that I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say they each struggle with mental health. Okay. See, listen. It's almost like you knew what that list was. He's such a star student, guys. Give me that gold star. Okay, gold star. A hundred emoji, trophy emoji, gold medal emoji. That's right. Bullseye. That's right. Yeah. So all of these celebrities, Emmanuel was right, have been very, very, very open about mental health issues. And I have a revelation for you guys. Hit us. I don't know if you've known this. I don't know if our listeners know this, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> what? Surprise! <laughs> all this time. All Just like Beyonce, time. where people eventually realize. Shocking. She's black. It's after a- the Super Bowl. Jamidra, when were you going to mention Listen! <sighs> I just thought today was the day. All right. And well, I, I feel closer to you now. <laughs> you woke up this morning, you thought, yes. Today I'm going to tell them. I shall. I'm just going to do it. National coming out day. Yes. Hello. <laughs> it was. I'm a, I'm a week or two late, but you know. Yeah. So I say this to say because in my community, mental health is not something that you talk about openly. Like, it's just like it's not something that happens to us. We, I think, consider it as a luxury. Like, you know, that just doesn't huh. happen to us. We just, we, we hustle along. We get things done. Which is why I was moved. The Kid Cudi came out and talked about his mental health issues mm-hmm. a few months ago. To recap, a couple of weeks ago, Kid Cudi went on Twitter and said some not so nice things about Drake and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
you remember yes, that? Yes. Which prompted Kanye to go into a rant at one of his concerts, and then he later backed away from it. And you know, I guess I don't know if they had a conversation or they talked or whatever the case may be. But Kid Cudi went on Facebook and basically shared with his fans that he was suffering from some mental health issues, and he checked himself in and he went to get help. And specifically on social media, a lot of people of color came out and just wrote a lot of think pieces about it. There was a hashtag "You Good Bro." Oh yeah, the yes, hashtag "You Good Bro" was all about just like talking about mental health amongst like black people and black men specifically and there was just a lot of positivity except for drake but we won't even we will not acknowledge him just turn your head slightly away from him and so i was like yes and then it made me think about kehlani yeah Uh, yes where's her hashtag where's her hashtag exactly and so i started to think about like how she was treated like to recap that she after being dragged on twitter for like mm-hmm. a full 24 hours, she had a breakdown mm. and based on what we know now, attempted to commit suicide. She's okay now. Um, but not only was she like vilified and, and dragged, but like Chris Brown accused her of attention seeking. And I don't know if you guys remember that whole thing. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> the less said about that. Oh, man. the less. The better. He but then, always comes out when you know he's going to. Like he's yeah, very yeah. consistent. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> there are a few things you can count on in life. But him saying the worst that you expect. And you're never shocked, though. You're like, never. you're like, who yeah. said that? Chris Brown. Oh. oh, there's like this distressing inevitability to it. Like a particular relative. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, that, that's yeah. cousin, cousin Chris. Yep. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. And then I came across a couple think pieces, specifically this one in paper called Kid Cudi. Kilani and the pervasive sexism surrounding mental health. And she basically talked about how we vilify women or we basically make jokes out of them Mm -hmm. when they are open about their mental health issues. But then we sort of like hold up and applaud men when they talk about their mental health. How brave. How brave. For their perceived courage. And so then I really started to think about it. And I started to think about women that we all knew publicly were struggling with mental health issues like Lindsay Lohan, Mm -hmm. Amanda Bynes. Britney Spears, yes. Lark Voorhees, mm-hmm. and Haish. I don't know if you remember that one a few years oh, ago. Yes. Oh, God, I do. And it's, it's, it's like a running joke. And so I'm like, I wonder if, if that's something that you guys also see or if you think it's it's equal. But I feel like women really are vilified when we... I totally like the trope of a crazy lady. Here she goes. I feel like, thinking about it now, I wonder if Whitney Houston played into that slightly as well. Oh, I yeah. I feel like a lot of her troubles, quote unquote, were written off as crazy Whitney drugs being involved as well obviously (sighs) and going back to what you said chris brown said about kalani like oh she's doing it for attention or whatever with things like what she was saying on twitter about coming out and saying hey i'm struggling with depression Mm -hmm. i'm struggling with all these things down to kim saying she was robbed Mm -hmm. down to women saying they're raped Mm -hmm. no matter what a woman says it's like um i'm gonna need several receipts and even when you give me the receipts unless i was there even if there's video proof like it's still i don't know because if there's one man who says that he doesn't believe you Mm -hmm. then that's enough to discredit you completely this is like a pervasive thing and it unfortunately isn't surprising that sexism has leaked into the mental health debate because of course it has. Sexism it's everywhere. and male privilege is everywhere, including mental health discussions. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. idea that a woman's word is worth about half of a man's. If that. If that. That's a generous yeah. estimate on my part. And so I was just thinking about sort of like mental health and, and thinking about the, in the spirit of Kid Cudi and, and sort of like celebrities who have gone through different issues, sort of like what you guys do when you feel like you're about to just pop off as as um what was her, what was her name as our what was her name on, uh, did you watch uh bad girls club? bad girls club is her name like tanisha or something? Tan- i think it's tanisha pop off pop off what i'm just pop off you know what pop off see this is pop real. off 
This is Pop off! Pop off! So when you feel like you're going to pop off, like, what do you do? What are your strategies? Oh. Do you stay off Twitter? That's step one. <laughs> <laughs> Log off. <laughs> step two for me is being creative in a way that isn't related to what I do for my job. Ah. Mm. So it's just like expression, but it's not tied to this angst or whatever around like, oh, oh I have to do this for work or, or I have like to write that. this thing and this is due and whatever. So I like to draw. I like to go to karaoke and sing Shania Twain ballads. We all Ooh. have our own process. We you know? all get through in different ways. I'll second the karaoke, actually. There's a lovely release that comes from a scene. Yeah, just let it all out. You pick the appropriate <laughs> song. If it has to be You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette, so be it. Exactly. Scratch my nails on someone else's back. I hope you feel it. And that's relaxing. I'll get nervous. I get anxious before karaoke. Now, when I'm <gasps> up there, I'm like, okay. But before, I'm like, oh, my God. Just close your eyes and let it rip. Mm. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> and then get on the stage. <laughs> I... Also, listen to funny podcasts Ooh. like Two Dope Queens, The Read, ours. Hello. Yeah. Obviously. I like to read, watch feel good shows, you know, the usual. But also, when people are pressuring you to hang out and you don't feel like it, you can mm-hmm. say no. The magical power of no. Who told you that? Is that a, where did you learn that? Shonda Rhimes. Okay. <laughs> in, in the Say Yes book? Well, she said sometimes saying yes to yourself is saying no to someone else. Got boom. Ooh. Okay. See? Thanks, Shonda. So those are my tricks. Just do exactly what you want to do when you're feeling like you're going to pop off. Because usually when we're about to pop off, it's because we continue to listen to other people's needs and wants for what we should be doing with our lives. And sometimes we just got to listen to numero uno. Putting yourself on the back burner. Yeah. Well, guys, doctors have concluded that being around animals is intensely therapeutic. Uh And I will second that. Oh, that's right. someone with a very cute dog. Is your pet mom. Which is great. (laughs) You know, doesn't speak, gives me love. It's pretty unconditional about you being an overjoyed when I come through the door. It's oh, wonderful. Somebody that is genuinely happy to see you when you exactly. walk through the door. <laughs> For once. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, glibness aside, I think, you know, if you're feeling blue, go and hang out with an animal. They're great. Not a stressful animal, obviously. <laughs> just be really careful about the animal. And don't be, just, don't be running up on stray dogs either. You don't know. <laughs> No falcons, no no sharks. What I will say as well is returning. I I know we've touched on this topic in the podcast before, but returning to like uh, childhood pleasures as well. Things that I enjoyed as a kid or as a young adult as well. I find a lot of comfort in going back to those things like the music and the movies, specifically movies, specifically funny movies. And, you know, if if you're really miserable, just go to sleep. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Lights out. It's a great way of just, you know. Waking up in the future. Well, you know, sometimes you're cranky and you're like, listen, I can't do it. And when you wake up in the morning, you're better. Exactly. Just need a cup of tea and a nice lie down. Well, I have bad news for you guys. Because according to that list from The Guardian, if you take too many naps, you're going to get type 2 diabetes. <laughs> oh, that's right. It said napping was out. So what are we to do? What are we to do, Who honey? Knows? Guys, please, I'm still reeling from the latest news that Splendor is not necessarily good for you and might give you blood cancer. Oh, what? Who has a lot of Splendor every day. So oh, no. It's lovely working with you. You know, I never... What, why Splendor instead of sugar? Because sugar, sugar. I was told but it was Splendor's bad. But blood cancer. I know. Yeah. I know that now, don't I? I'm always wow. like, just give me the... Just give me the... If I'm going to have it, I'm going to have it. Yeah. Just give it to me. Wait, what do you do for self-care? Okay, so it might be weird. I hope it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I just dance. Wonderful. It's like a strange thing. Like, I literally, I can dance anywhere to anything, and I am unbothered by it. And if I don't dance, like, it's so, it took me, like, until I was maybe in my, like, late 20s to realize if I do not dance, it affects me. 
Oh. Emotionally, it's like a strange thing. Dancing so dance. is your karaoke. It's like my karaoke. Oh. So I dance, and I buy expensive candles from Anthropology. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're one and the same. We've all been <laughs> to, you, now. If you could just combine the two, so dancing while buying those candles. Dude, I do that. I have done that. All right. Okay. Great. So in short, male privilege extends to everything, mm-hmm. even mental health. And stop mental health shaming. Yeah, quit all it. of you. Quit it right now. And I hope you dance. Yes. Oh. I hope you dance. <laughs> So the time has come for a segment we'll call, I wish I knew how to quit you. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so much more lovely and romantic in my head than when you say it like that. So it's been teased all week behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Carly loves a problematic celebrity that we're going to be shocked by. And and we're going to think less of her, apparently. And I cannot wait to hear who it is. Okay, so first of all, I'm really, really regretting this. (laughs) I regret it hugely. I've made a terrible mistake. It's a hell of your own making. The spotlight is on, girl. Hell is other people, but it is also inside my head. (laughs) And I should not have said anything. I should not have thought this was a fun podcast segment. Mm -hmm. I am consumed by remorse. And with that caveat, I will now continue. Great. (laughs) So I'm very disturbed by how far I'm able to not forgive, but sort of conveniently forget that someone may be a terrible person. Mm -hmm. I realized this (laughs) last month when I watched a film that I had never seen before. You may have heard of it. It's called Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Yes. I know I where this is going. I have never seen Lethal Weapon before. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Keep digging. And I thought, oh gosh, I, th- I think that Mel Gibson is also one of those actors that I find, <laughs> com- stop laughing, please, compulsively watchable. Right. And he's one of those people I'll kind of watch in anything because the camera loves him. But I shouldn't think like this because it's Mel Gibson. Does he's Mel a d- terrible person. Has Mel done anything recently? Yeah, he's... Is he still working? He's been arrested. No, no, I know that. I remember the footage. Like, every time I think about Mel, I, I don't even see movies anymore. I just think about him in the... Like, like a cop's extra. I'm talking about... <laughs> has he done any movies recently? Like, is he still the a Hollywood star? He's, yes. So he's still trying to make movies, but he's as close to a Hollywood pariah as it is possible to get. And rightly so. And if we just remind ourselves of the details of what happened. Oh, I remember the details. That's why I'm like, is he still working in Hollywood? Because Terrible. I thought he was frozen out. <laughs> Accusations of terrible violence against his then girlfriend, who was the mother of his child, and anti-Semitic slurs hurled at policemen. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely terrible stuff. So why can I sit at home watching Lethal Weapon on Netflix or, I don't know, Mad Max or Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, and just think, oh, this is great. More Mel Gibson, please. <laughs> Do you think that because the movies were filmed so long ago that that plays a factor into it? Like you were like, mm, he ain't always been racist. He got racist <laughs> in the last 10 years. But this is when he was non-racist. I'd be like, maybe it was Braveheart that pushed him over the edge. Maybe it was filming Braveheart. Maybe it was killing all those horses. And then it was just, yeah. Maybe this could all be explained by Christina Aguilera earlier. Go on. <laughs> my heart is saying no, but my body's saying let's go. Oh, whoa, whoa. Are you genie in a bottle? You know in your heart this is wrong. I do. But your body is full-fledged trying to get through the screen. 
let me at him. I, so, so unlike you, watchable. I just completely like shut him out and I forgot that he exists. I think Hollywood has also forgotten. Yeah. So, <laughs> but when I think about the movies that I've watched him in, like, in, huh. although his accent in Braveheart or whatever he was trying to do in Braveheart was a little. Uh, yeah. When you watch it now, you're like, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, come on. I've cracked my chest open. I'm standing here. <laughs> Bearing myself to you. The tweets are washing in. Figuratively, (laughs) not literally, I do hasten to add. I can't be the only one that has this kind of blind spot for an artist where I'm like, regardless of what you do and the terrible things I know about your personal life, I still enjoy watching your work very much. And I Mm -hmm. use work loosely with Mel Gibson. (laughs) Your work. (laughs) Not Sistine Chapel level, is it? Come on. His work. So my obvious one might be Taylor because Mm -hmm. people say a lot of negative things about her, but Mm -hmm. I don't wish to quit her. And I don't think it's on the same level, obviously, as Mel Gibson. It is not. She has not been pulled over on PCH. (laughs) (laughs) Slurring. And we still have yet to learn what her opinions about Jewish people are. So we'll just have to wait on that. Mm -hmm. Someone who has revealed themselves to be deplorable. Great word. (laughs) Continue is one Sir Justin Bieber. Oh. I didn't care about him before the last album. That album is amazing, as we've talked about on the show. Justin Bieber, to recap, has vandalized property, has thrown numerous tantrums. When a fan was approaching him in a bikini on a beach one time, he called her a beached whale. Mm. He's just a little And I don't like him or what I think I know about him as a person. But songs are bops. Mm. I can't help it. You can't help yourself. So I listen to them. I try not to think about him. It is bop.com. Dot geocities dot net slash UK. Dot MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) So my two one, I know I'm going to get some tweets, but I'm just going to have to say it. But Michael Jackson. Ooh. And it's like, it may sound weird, but here's the thing. Like, accusations have been made about him and children. And (laughs) accusations are still being made. And we don't know. And it bothers me that I don't know for sure. And I'm still okay with listening to him. I mean, his music is so defining of an entire, like, couple of decades. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can just write that all off. Exactly. Did he do these things or are people taking advantage of him being innocent and being like, I just want to hang out with children, which does sound weird. Mm -hmm. But who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. Well, that's what bothers me about it is that I kind of am like, ah! I don't know, and I'm still going to listen to Black or White or whatever. Yeah. But with R. Kelly, I'm like, listen, Booth, no. You can no. turn off Step in the Name of Love right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not doing it. Not doing it. So him and the other person that I have been trying to deny is a problematic individual for quite some time now is Dr. Dre. So I don't know Ooh. if you guys saw. A Chocomo, lot's Chocomo, coming out recently. The yeah. Lifetime movie that they did about Michelle. You know I didn't. Mm, I, mm. It, based on that movie, allegedly really abusive to her. Yeah. And but it's that's this not the only partner? one. Yeah, he, that was his girlfriend back in the day. That's not the only one. There are other allegations of him being abusive to women, and we just can't have. Anything. We can't have nice things. No. We cannot have nice things. But yeah. guys, I, I do appreciate that you've you've come out and you've helped me work through my <laughs> my Mel Gibson issues because I just wanted to be honest. And we we all have that one person that we have a blind spot. Yeah. For. This is such a coming out party. You came out as black. Yeah, hello. You came out as a Mel Gibson apologist. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I came out unscathed. You did. You came out fabulously.
It's time for the peak in the pit. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Pit. Twitter has closed down Vine. Uh, oh, yeah. Really crushing hearts all over the internet. Vine was great. What's your, do you have a favorite Vine? Oh, beyond. My, I think mine is like, <laughs> do it for the Vine. I ain't going to oh. do it. That was my one. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, so many vines that I wanted to feature for this episode, Mm -hmm. you need to see it because it's a video. That's one of them. It's this young girl just being like, no, I'm not going to dance for the vine. No, I'm not going to. And then she dances. It's super cute. One which has redefined everything is we in this bitch finna get crunk. Hello. Eyebrows on fleek to f***. We in this bitch finna get crunk. Eyebrows on fleek to (laughs) f***. That changed the way IHOP marketed their pancakes. Literally. (laughs) They tweeted pancakes on fleek. Denny's then got into it and said hash browns on fleek. Yes. Then Hefty Cups had a whole (laughs) commercial where it was a mom talking in like modern day vernacular. And she says bottles were popping and the ice luge was on fleek. Oh, my God. So this girl, whose name is Kayla Newman, but she goes by Peaches Monroe on Vine. Oh, Never has seen any money from this, but she changed a whole culture. Like Nicki Minaj says on fleek in her raps. Everyone knows what it means I at this point. I didn't know it stemmed from one vine. Yes. What an interesting fact. Yeah. Somebody cut peaches a check. Yeah. Well, there's this article on Fader magazine by Doreen St. Felix, and it's called Black Teens Are Breaking the Internet and Seeing None of the Profits. And mm. it's all about this, oh. specifically about vine and how black teens really made that space their own and were creating culture basically and then rich corporations would take that and monetize it and not give anything back to Mm. these people so if you want to learn more about that definitely go read that article my other favorite vine why the you lying why the you lying why you always lying oh my god stop lying What about the girl who was drinking watermelon, like Arizona iced tea? Oh. And she said... So, ever since I heard Beyonce say, I've been drinking watermelon. Bitch, me too. The f***? You drinking this B? It's only a dollar, bitch. What? Me too? Ha ha. You ain't special, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoy that one. And it's just like little <laughs> dumb 10 to 15 minute things that make life a little more pleasant. And so... R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. Why are they closing it? Because they... Twitter's just not doing well. Yeah, they're just like... It's going through a rough patch. Maybe if they let us edit our tweets, we would give them more money or something. I probably wouldn't give more money, but... No, you wouldn't. But I really (laughs) would like to edit my tweets. More people would like to use it. More people would use it. Indeed. So Mm -hmm. I would have a happier life as well, given my current job. Yeah. And the peak of the week... Okay, hello. ...is a woman named Mabel Jackson. Oh. She is 100 years old. Mm. The reason why she believes she has lived for so long and lived such a full, healthy life. Go on. Is because... Flossing. (laughs) (laughs) Not watching her dreams. Yeah, exactly. She drinks six gin and tonics every day. Hello, Mabel. You my kind of people, girl. Queen. She first started regularly drinking gin at the age of 18. She has done some math and believes she has had... 4,264 bottles of gin in her lifetime since she was 18. Okay. So this is full circle, though. I bet her we ain't clear. Okay? <laughs> bet you. Can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I bet her we ain't clear. <laughs> well, gin's pretty clear. 
Mm-hmm. As someone who drinks a lot of it, I can attest yeah. to Maybe that. Maybe next fact. episode we should drink six gin and tonics before we come in here and then see what comes out. Well, what gin, well, I've, I've already do that experiment with Kettle One. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, and I can tell you that, it, that we ain't clear. Oh, God, this is rather refreshing, though, when you get some 100-year-old that's like, yep, they smoke five <laughs> cigars a day and yes. I'm feeling fine. She says, quote, I have two at lunchtime, one at tea time. With a biscuit. And then <laughs> three more during the evening while I do my knitting. See, this is, she needs to make a nutrition chart. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a pyramid. nutrition pyramid from her. G&T, all of the slots. Yeah, yes. I, I think it's not a pyramid. I think it's just like a tower and it's uh, it's gin. It's Wait, shaped like a cup. Is this woman British by any chance? She sure is. Of course she is, because she said she, had a, she has one at tea time with, with a, a biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> I thought you said you you don't all know each other. But uh, yeah, clearly you, you know Mabel. your aunt. <laughs> we do all know each other. It's really small. You might be one of her three great-grandchildren or nine grandchildren, and she says about these people. It's lovely to see the young ones, but they are quite boisterous. And once they've gone, I definitely need a G&T. Oh, my God. And she is not alone in living a long time and being kind of a drunk. (laughs) There is Grace Jones, another Brit. She says that she has lived for a very long time because of a, quote, little drop of whiskey every single night. Oh, good gal. But better than that, New Jersey woman credited Miller High Life and shots of Johnny Walker mm. Blue oh my for her 110 years. At least she's drinking the blue label, though. She said blue. Yeah. Okay. She's very specific. Yes. Mm. Yeah, if you got the black label, maybe mm. only 109. Yes. A woman must but have a code. Label. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. So props to Mabel and all her friends who yeah. get their drink on and don't care what people think about that. You know, I think vices in life, if you decide which, which ones you're really going to commit to and mm-hmm. maybe don't take on too many others. And maybe not heroin. So this week we're outroing with a song by someone named Banks. It's her last name. Her oh, first yes. name is Jillian. Thanks. She's 28 years old, from L.A., and if I had to describe her music, I would call it sinister pop R&B. Oh. There's, like, weird, like, growly voices in the background as she does this thing with her voice, and it's it seems very sinister? goth. One? Sinister minister. Oh. But it is pop. So it's, you know, catchy, but a little scary. Oh. And on her Wikipedia page... Several sources say she sounds like Aaliyah. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you outspread palms there. You're like, ooh. It's not me saying that. But she says her inspirations are Fiona Apple, which makes sense because she's very confessional mm-hmm. in an intelligent way. And she says Lauren Hill, oh. raw and passionate. Same. And so I thought you guys might like to hear this song. It's oh, called Gemini Feed from her sophomore album. Oh, she's an astrology fan like me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear whether she's a Gemini or not. But but you are. I'm not. Oh, you're a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson apologist <laughs> and you don't know my astrology sign. We're getting every time. We're done here. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy this song. Sample lyrics. Ode to my two thighs. I still want you to kiss them because they're lonely. Hello. Whoa. Yeah. She's just like Mabel. She's like, I give zero. Seriously. Okay. So get your little drop of whiskey. It's gin o'clock. Like Grace Jones. <laughs> and ride out to this. And write a song about your two thighs that are lonely and waiting for kisses. Hello. Whoa. Thanks, Banks. Thank you for giving me to the
thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Bye.